The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless. Let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Data Gurus. Today, I have Ed Keller joining me, who is the co-founder of the Keller Fay Group. He's also the former CEO of Engagement Labs. He's an author of the book called Influentials, and I would think he is actually the leading expert in word-of-mouth marketing, social media, analytics. Welcome, Ed. Great to be here. Thanks. Did I do you justice there on the intro? I'll take it. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ed, you recently sold your company, Engagement Labs, not too long ago. And again, that was kind of in your area of expertise as it relates to word of mouth marketing. Before we dive into that, I just want to give listeners a bit of background as to why is this topic so passionate to you? And so passionate in the fact that you wrote a book and you also co-founded companies related to this topic. Yeah, well, I mean, the short answer for why I'm passionate about it is because it makes a huge amount of difference. It's critical to the way that brands grow. It's critical to the way consumers make decisions about the products and services that they're going to buy. And it's an area that I think a lot of businesses intuitively believe matters, but they haven't quite necessarily in all cases sort of gotten their hands and heads around how do they understand it? What do they do about it? And how do they help put it to work to help grow their business. So that's why I'm passionate about it. I did write a book uh, almost 20 years ago now uh, called The Influentials, the subtitle of which was One American 10 Tells the Other Nine How to Vote, Where to Eat, and What to Buy. I was the CEO of a pretty large market research firm at the time, Roper ASW, and uh, Gladwell had just written The Tipping Point, and we had within Roper this extensive database about these people whom we felt typified what Gladwell was talking about and wrote about so eloquently, but he wrote about it as a journalist. And we had all this data and we put it together in this book, The Influentials. And that was really my on-ramp into this whole space. I ended up meeting quite a large group of budding entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I was the CEO of an established research company uh, and all these entrepreneurs who were in the word of mouth and what was then sort of the early stages of, of social listening kind of all gravitated toward the book. I got to meet a lot of them and I really uh, became enamored of it and decided I wanted to, uh, I wanted to jump into this as an entrepreneur. So my uh, colleague, Brad Fay, who had worked with me at Roper, he and I started the Keller Fay group when we wanted to become kind of the measurement standard for offline word of mouth. And that's how I got involved. Let's give an example of word of mouth marketing is like, or influences, because I think you and I take it for granted that we know what it is, but just a very quick example of word of mouth. Yeah. So when I talk about word of mouth, I think about word of mouth in a couple of different ways. I think about offline word of mouth, people talking face-to-face over the phone on a Zoom chat, texting, IMing, and it's, you know, I'm looking for something to watch on um, TV tonight. What are some good shows that you've been watching lately? Asking your friends, your family, 
That would be an example. I'm watching XYZ show on Netflix, or I'm really liking this series on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. or So that would be an example of what I call offline word of mouth. And the same okay. would hold for Pepsi just launched a new, you know, Pepsi Nitro, the first kind of infused cola. Have you tried it yet? What do you think about mm -hmm. it? So it doesn't only have to be sort of entertainment, it's food, it's beverage, it's travel, it's cars, it's technology. People talk to each other, they seek out advice, they share their experiences. So that's all sort of offline word of mouth. And now you've got obviously social media yeah. as well. People who post things on social media, that's another form of word of mouth that in engagement labs, we were measuring both of them both of and the interactions things. between them and how they related to each other. And there's a lot of interesting and quite important insights into that that I'll be happy to talk about as well. But those are sort of the forms of, of word of mouth. When I think about it, people writing reviews is another form of mm -hmm. word of mouth. So it can be technology driven word of mouth. It can also be offline, more person to person or small group interactions. And when you think about the relative influence of word of mouth, I call it marketing, but word of mouth sharing, let's say, of content or brands or experiences, how important is it relative to other marketing activities? So that's a great question. And I'll discuss uh, both sort of that second part, how important okay. is word of mouth? And also just jump in quickly on that sure. topic of what is word of mouth marketing, because yes. that's obviously a very related questions. So the answer is, it is quite important, depending on the category, high consideration categories, right. word of mouth can help explain up to 30. And in some cases, 40% of people's uh, purchase uh, decisions. So it can be quite high in fast moving consumer goods. It's not as high that, sure. you know, the, the cost of being wrong, if you switch a mobile, you know, service, and you go from brand A to brand B, and you don't like it, it's pretty difficult to get right. it back. The cost of trying out a new you know, brand of beer or a new type of product that you find in the supermarket, it's not as great. But even there, it can be you know, 10 to 15% of purchases are based upon word of mouth. Sometimes that's around new products. Sometimes right. that's around where to buy, how to buy, and so on. And I think during COVID, everybody's habits got shook up. So word of mouth became even more important to people as new ways of buying and new products came onto the marketplace and things that people had used yeah. habitually, they couldn't find anymore. So they needed other choices. So word of mouth is quite important. Mm -hmm. But when you ask relative to other forms of expenditure, obviously advertising where you know massive amounts of money are spent is a bigger driver. Yeah. But one of the first clients whoever modeled with our word of mouth data was AT&T Mobility. Okay. And they discovered that paid advertising, and that was a company that was spending over a billion dollars a year at the time, paid advertising was the number one determinant of new subscribers. Mm -hmm. But word of mouth was a very strong number two. Really? And, and within yeah. spitting distance. And it was the first time that we ever had this concrete evidence of something that we believed intuitively was important. Now we all of a sudden had an AT&T with Accenture doing their modeling for them, saying it was that important, you know, $750 million wow. of value or something, you know. And now we've started modeling word of mouth against a whole host of categories. It's funny because, you know, we're talking about this before, like, I knew we were going to do this podcast. I started just doing an inventory of 
different things, recommendations that people gave me or I gave to somebody else during the course of this week. And it happens so frequently, you don't even notice it. Trying a new service or a new brand or something like that. But how do people actually go about doing word of mouth marketing that it's so it's not invasive in a way? You know what I mean? Like it's influencing that one person that's going to influence nine people. How do people determine how to do that? Yeah. So first of all, just to your point, the research that we've done over the years finds that the average American has about 10 offline word of mouth conversations per day about brands. Interesting. That's a large number. Yeah. And it's across a variety of brands and just about everybody's engaged in some type of offline word of mouth. And that's separate from the people who are posting things on social media. But from a marketer's point of view, I think there's a number of different ways that people think about word of mouth marketing. In some cases, there are word of mouth marketing agencies and they Mm -hmm. are, you know, they're recruiting people who love talking about brands and are willing to uh, sort of take products, try them, share what they learn with their friends. In other cases, there are people who are doing various forms of experiential marketing and they're doing it with a goal of hoping that not they'll not only reach the people who are participating firsthand, but that people will end up you know, being energized by the experience, talk about it with others offline, post about it online. That's another form of of word of mouth marketing that people do when you think about advertising. There's a growing number of companies who are thinking about the notion of of creating earned media Mm -hmm. with their advertising. Earned media is sometimes, you know, historically, it was kind of press pickup about it, but it's also people talking about it. And a lot of the work that I've done over the years has been about helping brands to quantify the amount of of word of mouth lift that they got from their ad campaigns or their marketing campaigns. And you can think about it as being kind of like a brand lift study, but you can do the same word of mouth and you can create a set of norms and understand, you know, this particular ad did three times the norm. This one was underperforming Mm -hmm. and then you can begin to dissect it. What was it about those ads that caused some people to talk? You know, why did some ads do better uh, than others? Got it. Uh, do you see major changes in word of mouth marketing over the, like when you look into the future, it seems like so many aspects of our lives are being disrupted through technology, you know, societal changes. Do you see word of mouth marketing changing or evolving in a way that's radically different than what it's been? So let me use that as a jumping off point to make a a few points that I think are quite important for listeners to think about. The big question that I've always gotten asked is offline word of mouth, isn't it giving way to the internet and social media? Isn't sort of word of mouth yesterday and and social media is the future? Yes. And what we've learned is that, first of all, the rise in social media, which has been massive, Mm -hmm. has not in any way minimize the amount of offline word of mouth that Mm -hmm. takes place. In fact, if anything, I think it helps to increase it because people see things on social media that get them excited, Mm -hmm. but the people they know personally are the ones then they want to check it out with. So so social media is a channel for people to talk about, but many uh, for people to use to talk about brands. But for many, it's a way to find out things. And then they go and they talk about it offline. So it feels they're offline. Discussions. Exactly. Yep. You know, we think there's a huge interaction effect between digital media and offline. In the mobile era, you're online and you're offline at exactly the same time. Right. It's not like I'm bound to my desktop and now I'm going out to see friends. Right. You're with friends and you're also on your phone. So we haven't seen any decline in offline word of mouth. What we have seen 
a growing impact of the role of digital media as mm-hmm. being the number one driver of offline word of mouth. It used okay. to be television. Now it's digital media. It's not even that young people have sort of given up on offline word of mouth in favor of social media. Young people talk more about brands yeah. offline than anybody else. And they talk a lot on social media as well. And what we've also learned that I think is quite important is that there's no correlation between the trends in offline word of mouth for brands and the trends in online word of mouth. The two, social media is not a reflection of what's happening offline. And from a marketer's point of view, this is really important to understand that what you see on social media has its own impetus. It's got its own impact, its own effect, but don't mistake that for being the conversation at large. If you do, you're likely to maybe miss out on the opportunity for offline word of mouth or even misunderstand what's happening offline. So the platform that we created at Engagement Labs that we call Total Social was about trying to help marketers get the best of both and activate as well as they can both offline and online. And that makes perfect sense. I mean, you think about on a personal level, who you are in the physical world versus what you might even share in the social, two very different things. So what's next? What are you going to be doing? I know, congratulations. I just read that you became an advisor to Susie, a client advisory board. I think that's, is that the right title? I'm not sure. Yeah. So I'm now uh, engaging in some, in some consulting activity for, some, um, for both some uh, sort of data and technology companies as okay. well as some clients. I'm also actively engaged now in sort of advisory boards and boards mm-hmm. of directors. So I just joined the Susie advisory board, which is quite an interesting one. It's put together to have a combination of both client advisors as well as non-client kind Mm -hmm. of industry experts. And I got invited in under that part of the advisory board. And, you know, it's quite an interesting company, uh, Susie. They're one of the companies that's really sort of disrupting the whole insights space Mm -hmm. and doing a a number of interesting things that I'm particularly keen on. I was uh, happy to see they've also got quite a good database about word of mouth and they're doing some yes. uh, things with that. So I'm uh, helping them out in particular on that front. You know, that's what I plan to do over the next coming years is to consult, to be on boards. It is the 20th anniversary of my book, The Influentials, and that whole concept of influencers. When I was writing, it was sort of in people's local personal networks. Yes. And of course, influencers became all about people with the largest followings on social media. And there's a lot of research that's now happening with sort of that coming full circle and Mm -hmm. sort of people focusing again on what they're now calling nano influencers. So I want to do some more writing around that topic that remains an area of personal and professional interest to me as well. And then we'll see where things go from there. That actually sounds really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Very very refreshing. (laughs) Yeah. You get to control your own time, pick your own projects and do what you're most passionate about, which is fantastic. Well, Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to keeping in touch. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Great talking with you. Thanks. Thank you. Teams are in flux, but you still have to get your research in field. Partnership with Paradigm Sample means you get our expert focus on every detail of your project. We have access to over 1 million consumers and many business professionals who are eager to voice their opinions and participate in traditional and non-traditional online studies, whether it comes to sampling, programming and hosting services or consultation. We are agile and quick to meet your needs. 
Visit ParadigmSample.com today. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.